0: Hi, I'm Aaron from the Files Obscura podcast. Along with Vlad and Cece, we cover a variety of dark or obscure topics sure to pique your curiosity. We welcome you to join our conversation each week, whether we talk about theories to an unsolved case or speculate and discuss on more broad questions in life, such as future tech, the paranormal, or dark parts of your psyche. You can find new episodes every Tuesday on Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you want to stay up to date, consider following our Twitter and Instagram page or join our Discord group. We can't wait to see you there.
1: Welcome back, guys. This is Crystal. And I'm Elle. And we are Alternative Interests. And this is part two of our coverage of Dior Koontz. So...
0: Are you ready to be more upset? It's Born ready (laughs) to be just angry at the world.
1: Yeah, you're going to get some good use out of that. (laughs) So we don't really have a lot of business for this episode. We're just going to dive right in. So if you are listening to part one and part two together, we're just going to blow right through it. If this is your first episode you're listening to, go back, listen to part one. It's got a lot. It's a, a very comprehensive overview of what has happened up to now. We spent last episode going over Jessica's timeline. I am now going to go over Vernal's timeline, and this is also from his written statement. His written statement begins on Friday, July 10th. Notice that he completely leaves out Thursday's events driving up to the campsite.
0: Yeah, because as of what we learned last episode, there was slightly little to do.
1: Right. There's not a whole lot to do with his disappearance that happens on Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah. I also want to mention just one more time. When the parents were asked to give their written statements, they have received zero direction. It was not begin on this day and write everything that happened. It's write what you know to the best of your knowledge. So the parents get to choose when they start their timelines. Mm-hmm. Vernal started his on Friday, July 10th. He said that he woke up later than Jessica and Dior about 8 a.m. Remember, Jessica said that Isaac flung the doors open to the Suburban and woke all of them up at once. So inconsistency. Right there. You will see a lot of them. Okay. He said when he woke up, everyone is around the fire and Vernal cooked breakfast.
0: Remember? She said that she was cooking breakfast. Yep. Okay. Hmm.
1: Vernal said that he had to keep reminding Jessica to keep Dior away from the fire while he was cooking because Dior wanted to be near him, kept following him around. Remember, Jessica said that the Dior was following her around. Right. Okay. So Vernal says everyone sat around the fire eating. He said that Dior was playing with Missy by the truck. I guess Missy was tied up because she kept trying to bite Isaac. Ag- okay. Ag- so the fact that his statement starts that morning makes sense that this is the first time we're seeing Missy. Mm-hmm. It does not make sense why we never saw Missy in Jessica's statement. Good job.
0: Bunny's story, I have mine on Do Not Disturb. If your screen's on, it doesn't count. Oh, then I'm just going to turn on airplane mode.
1: Um, so Jessica told Vernal she needed tampons. Now, remember, so if we're looking at the timeline right now, everyone is already done eating. Yeah. In Jessica's story, she told Vernal before they started eating. This this one seems like a tiny
0: detail to me. Yeah, but like so far... The two people who are, like, together have the worst communication because their stories officially do not add up at all. Yeah, you'll see a lot of that.
1: I told you. Be ready to be angry. Okay. So, Vernal said that Grandpa wanted them back by 11 a.m.
0: That's a lot earlier than one. It is a lot earlier than one. Maybe she missed a one. (laughs) <laughs> from the first time around in her
1: written statement it says 1 p.m and his, his says- it says 11 a.m okay i can totally understand if she had just written one o'clock and he had just written 11 o'clock a.m and p.m is not something you get missed up. yeah
0: unless okay devil's advocate unless grandpa said two different things like to him he said 11 and to her he said one i think he said it to both of them Okay.
1: So this is just another one of those things. So Vernal said as they were driving down to town, the first thing they did was look for diesel. He pulls into a station, a gas station that had a sign for diesel. He pulls up to the pump. Mm -hmm. The pump says it's card only and all he had was cash. But the sign said to go to Lador Inn across the street. So that explains why he went to the hotel. Okay. Notice in his story... They did not go to the stage stop first.
0: Wait. But she said they... Okay, never mind. All right.
1: (laughs) So he goes over to the Ledor Inn. The guy told him they were out of Diesel. Which seems really freaking weird to me. Yeah. But he said that, you know, you can go to Peterson Machine and you can get some there. So -hmm. that part of the story does match up. Vernal told the guy thanks, this is in his written statement, he said, I told the guy thanks, but I had fuel, but since I didn't know the area, he didn't want to run out, he just wanted to top off. So this one, the inconsistency here between the reason he was filling up, does not concern me, because I get the feeling Jessica doesn't know a lot about vehicles. Probably not. She might not have understood the real reason. Like, he very well could have said... I just want to top off because we're in an area I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The important thing here is that he doesn't know the area. Put a pin in that. It comes up later.
0: Okay. Doesn't know the area.
1: So, according to Vernal's written statement, they get lost the same way Jessica described. So, they found Peterson machine. He went around the back... And Vernal specifically states a five-foot-nine, redhead, middle-set guy topped off their tank and they talked together. The description of the man was very specific. They went, They after filling up their tank, they then went to the stage stop. Jessica got her tampons. Vernal got Dior some Swedish fish. He mentioned, it was really weird, he mentioned something about... Dior picked out a bag of Swedish fish, and then Vernal got a bigger bag? I mean, maybe Vernal
0: wanted Swedish fish, too, so they got a bigger bag.
1: I don't know. The way it's written in the statement, it doesn't make sense why it's there. Except for... There's a receipt that proves they were at the stage stop, and Mm -hmm. there's two bags of Swedish fish on it. I think... He included this weird, bigger bag in his statement as a way to build more credibility for himself. I think it's one of those, you know, a person who lies wouldn't give you this extra information. Oh, yeah. I think it's another one of those. Okay. Just because the way it's written, the English is really bad. It's almost like he's writing it and... Oh, and there was a bigger bag. And it's like, why like grammatically it doesn't fit in the story. It's weird that it's there in the story. You don't need to say that you got two bags of Swedish fish if your son wanted two bags, just grab two bags. But anyway, and he also got himself a rock star. Yeah. When the three of them together went to pay the cashier, the cashier was making potato wedges and she was like, Hey, I'll be right there. Vernal says that he bought he wanted some of the jojos so mm-hmm. he bought those he bought that donut hole cup and while he was waiting for the jojos to cook he talked to the people behind him in line he says that he was talking to two truck drivers one of them was a budweiser truck driver mm-hmm. the other was for a company his handwriting is really bad i think it said gillith gillith it must be some national company um okay And he did note that he saw the guy in the booth that Jessica talked about kind of staring at them. After paying, Jessica went to the bathroom. Vernal says he buckled Dior into the truck, gave him potato wedges and donut holes. Jessica said that she
0: buckled him in. Right. Okay. I guess both of them want to seem like the responsible one.
1: Or they're telling a story and they didn't get their story straight.
0: My mind just exploded.
1: <laughs> it. After I tell you more of the stories, I'll actually go back and point out more inconsistencies, not just in the recall. So as they were driving back, um, according to Vernal, Dior said he wanted his fishies. So as they were driving jessica gave him his swedish fish jessica said she gave him the swedish fish when she buckled him in
0: okay that does seem like a very useless detail but But understandably it's in there okay this is why i think it's weird because they both said something different Mm -hmm. it's slightly useless information but they kept in there like, why would the police officers need to know that this kid had Swedish fish, donut holes, and JoJo's in the car? Right. So they, the fact that they both said something different just makes it look bad. Oh, they keep looking bad. <laughs> okay. So,
1: according to Vernal, they drive up to the camp. He says the same kind of thing. You know, Grandpa and Isaac were just pulling in. Same thing that Jessica said. Jessica went and gave her candy to her grandpa. Vernal asked the grandpa if he was going to go to the reservoir to fish. They said that they had just come back from there and other people were fishing at the reservoir. And so that's why they wanted to fish at the creek.
0: That makes more sense.
1: It, it kind of fills in a hole in the story because Jessica only heard part of this conversation. Yeah. So it fills in some of that. So Vernal says that he didn't believe there's any fish in the creek. It was one of those like, I, I do not buy that. At this point, Grandpa says, Isaac, go show them where the fish is, and they pulled out a bag with seven fish in it
0: as, like, proof that, yep, we caught these fish. They never went to the creek, according to Vernal's story. They were at the reservoir.
1: They were coming back from kind of both. Okay. Which doesn't make sense. It doesn't make Because they drove back from the reservoir. That makes sense. Why would they be driving back from the creek? That's right there. Yes. But also, Jessica never mentions this bag of fish. And according to her, they sat around the fire for about 10 or 15 minutes before they said, I want to see the fish. Yeah. So the captain on True Crime Garage has this thing that he does with timelines and i actually really like it okay so humans are notoriously bad at recalling timelines Mm
0: -hmm. so
1: when they say i waited 10 to 15 minutes what the captain does is he extends it five minutes each way because humans are really bad so he'll say you know the person says 10 to 15 minutes i'm saying five to 20 minutes
0: because humans are really bad at keeping time if they don't... If they're not sitting there with a watch yes. looking at it. And even then, they over-exaggerate. My mom does it all the time.
1: Yeah. So I, I actually really like this theory. And it what it does is it opens up timelines a little bit more. And it almost... It can work for the person or against the person. Mm-hmm. So it, this actually works well in Jessica's favor. Because if it was five minutes and not ten then that means that, you know, maybe she was, like, just barely settling in. Vernal is having this whole conversation. The conversation took five minutes, and Jessica says she wants to go down. So, theoretically, their timelines could match up in this sense. Mm-hmm. So, I, I really like, and I always think about that now every time I hear timelines, extend five minutes in both directions.
0: Hmm. Okay. That's actually... It's pretty cool. It's a yeah. it's a really good idea. That's a interesting, actually, concept to think about. So
1: Vernal says that Dior wanted to stay with grandpa because grandpa had candy and the baby wanted candy. Well, this, this makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. The story kind of goes the same at this point that, you know, they went down to the creek. Uh, Vernal said, you know, saw these little fish, thought the baby would love to see him. Vernal comes back up to camp and there is... Vernal and Jessica both put this detail in there that Dior had this camp chair that it was one of those almost like a poolside chair that could lay completely flat. Yeah. Vernal comes up to camp, sees that Dior is not in his chair, and he asks Grandpa, you know, where's little man? And Grandpa says, oh, I thought he was with you.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. So this, and I wanted to say it like a little bit. Like see if this it was gonna come up and mm-hmm. it doesn't look like it did. He never brings up the nap time. Never brings up nap time so far.
1: Not in his written statement. Not in his
0: written statement, doesn't talk about nap time. Okay. I feel like that's really important for a two-year-old. Didn't Jessica say that Grandpa was watching him? And then also the he was like in between them, like grandpa and Jessica when they were leaving. Mm-hmm. And that whole conversation happened, putting air quotes, happened. Saying, like, hey,
1: do you want to go with Grandpa or do you want to come with us? So why, Grandpa, do
0: you mind if we leave him with you? Yeah. So why would he be sitting on his chair not, like, sitting with Grandpa if he wanted candy? Right. The the chairs were right next to each other. So he he reasonably
1: could be sitting in his chair and with Grandpa. But... That it still doesn't explain why Grandpa's like, oh, I thought he was with you.
0: But then, Mom, didn't Jessica say that Grandpa said he was by a tree? Right. Okay. So
1: this is when the whole Vernal goes down, tells Jessica he's missing. Jessica flies up, starts looking. Vernal said at this point, he said they needed to call 911. Way early on. He said, not Jessica, he said. According to the written statement, Grandpa says, no, no, he's here. It's only been 20 minutes. Don't call.
0: It's only been 20 minutes. Don't call. My child has been missing for 20 minutes. Do not call the police. In the middle of the woods. In the middle of the woods in a campground that's 45 minutes away from anything. Minimum. Yep. Grandpa's psycho. I, no, mm mm-mm. That man is... Nope. Grandpa gets worse. God,
1: fuck. But but he gets worse later when we go over Grandpa's story. So Vernal said the first time he hopped in his car, remember when he said he was going to go look for service? According to his written statement, he was leaving to find help and to search for, for Dior.
0: That makes kind of more
1: sense. So I guess he drove his truck a little ways down. He figured his son was little and couldn't have made it that far, so then he turned around and came back to camp. Okay, yeah. At this point, when he gets back, that's when Jessica came up from the creek, Vernal gets back from leaving the first time. Mm -hmm. Jessica says she hasn't found him. So he says he flipped around, went down the the road about a mile, and called 911. 911 told him to stay put, like, because he was in cell service, they needed him to stay put. He said he stayed there for a few minutes, but decided he couldn't just stay there when his son was missing. So he
0: turned around and came back to camp. I get it. Yeah, I I sadly understand. I probably would tell it to be like, can I just lay my phone right here while I go look? Yeah, I mean, I, I
1: completely get why he says that he had to go. Yeah. It's that few
0: minutes. He doesn't say how many. Well, I feel like in my head, if I was sitting in my car and I was told to wait there and my kid was missing, I'd probably sit there and be like, I should wait here for the police. I should be waiting here. And then it's just like, well, fuck, I can't wait any longer. And then, like, turn. I mean, it's it, it's just the fact that. He says a few minutes. Other times in the
1: story, he gives more exact time. Yeah, it's
0: it seems like he's been giving like this time. This, and at this, this time point, this. he does not give. So,
1: to give you an idea of how long it took for search and rescue to show up, mm-hmm. the timestamp from the sheriff's office that Jessica's phone call came in, yeah, was two twenty eight p.m. Two twenty eight. Search and rescue showed up about three forty-five or four. Okay. So let's well round times. She called about two thirty.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That drive up there is about forty-five minutes. Yeah. And that means it took them about a half hour to rally people together, Dude, get them out there. They were speeding. They they got up there. Yeah. So, the fact that Josh. Not Josh. I don't know where the hell I got Josh. Vernal said that he called. I mean, in the background of Jessica's phone call, you can hear Vernal on his own phone call. Oh, so they called just about the same time. He was at the camp when search and rescue came up there. But Mm -hmm. that gives him an hour and 15 minutes to an hour and a half. How long was that few minutes He was down where they told him to stay put.
0: That's a good point. That's
1: that's 75 to 90 minutes. He was only a mile down the road. So let's say it took him 15 minutes to drive a mile down the road. Yeah. Driving back up, that still gives him 60 to 75 minutes. Mm -hmm. That's 60 to 75 minutes. How long was he sitting there before he drove back up? He says it's only a few minutes.
0: How long is a few minutes? So wait. But you also said he was making the call while she was right. They were making the call at the same time. So that yeah. means so his call came about two thirty two okay. Wait, just cause I'm like trying to think. So wait, you could hear his voice, yes, in the back of like her phone call, yeah. and you
1: and while she's on the phone, the the call we've listened to the dispatcher even says, "Is your husband calling too?" So while Jessica is on the phone with her call, she called about 2.30. Vernal is also on the phone with 911 at the same time. So... Meaning both of them called about 2.30.
0: Yeah, but they were together. But they weren't. Remember, he drove down the road. Then how could you hear him
1: in the back of the phone? phone call because the dispatchers all sit in a big room together
0: oh okay no because i was thinking like i'm on the phone
1: you can hear it from the 911 side not from jessica's side
0: okay that's where i got confused okay sorry no you're totally fine i was just like thinking i was just like wait they're together and then they're saying no the dispatcher hears the other phone call going that's
1: that's why um the dispatcher says is your husband calling too because the dispatcher in the room Mm -hmm. can hear another call that's that's it's someone calling about their missing son while they're camping sorry
0: no you're totally that might have just been my brain just like not clicking with that so it's fine so they weren't together
1: I understand why you would think they're together because remember Jessica said when she hung up with nine one one she put all of her stuff in the passenger seat of the truck. Whoa wait
0: That did not click in my mind until just now. Yeah? The truck was gone. How could she put stuff in the passenger seat of the truck? Maybe it was the
1: other car. Nope, she very specifically says Vernal's truck.
0: Fuck. Okay, I can't I can't help you, Jessica, sorry. Nope, that was bad. Yeah. That was a really what? So that's another one. How long was
1: he down there? Because if they called at the same time and her call did not last that long.
0: Uh-huh.
1: His call was still I think his call was still going when they hung up with her and then they hung up with him. We'll say that they hung up with both of them at the same time. That still means that Vernal is 10 minutes, 15 minutes away. Uh-huh. If if he sat there for a while, how is she putting these things in his truck when the truck isn't there
0: i honestly have no answer because it doesn't make sense right okay
1: so that is where Vernal's written
0: statement stops that's where it stops that is where it stops it doesn't stop where wait a second it is
1: it is very abrupt jessica's written statement ends with a guy from search and Re- she comes up, sees Search and Rescue. Search and Rescue. She very. She names the guy. She says that a guy named Ray from Search and Rescue.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Vernal's statement ends. 911 told me to stay put, but I couldn't stay there with my son missing, so I went back up to camp to look some more. End.
0: Okay. Oh. You know, I was kind of voting for Vernal to be somewhat accurate, but never mind. That's yeah. really... Jessica's statement, I think, is 13 pages long. What? Vernal's statement is four pages long. I mean, but you also have to think about this. She's covering so much more than him from, like, days in advance. Right. He's covering the day. Yeah. St- those few hours, really. So that's, that's the end of Vernal's story. God. Roller coaster right keep now. Keep
1: Vernal's story and Jessica's story in mind because now we're going to go over Isaac's story.
0: I already don't like Isaac. Wait, Vernal doesn't even really mention Isaac at all. Not really. Okay. So according to
1: Isaac, he, um, Vernal and Jessica are very clear. They they have written statements. Mm-hmm. There is no written statement from Isaac. The information I'm getting is actually an interview he did about a year later with East Idaho News. So, Isaac says that it was dark when they got to the campsite. He said he stayed up for a little while, kind of got fire started. And that's all he really says for the night before. He said he camped in a tent. So, he set up his own tent. It seems like he's an island all by himself. Like, he's tagging along because he had been friends with the grandpa for about five years. Mm-hmm. And I guess grandpa used to live right next door to him. And he had hired Isaac to do like yard work and stuff like that for him. And they would kind of developed a little bit of a friendship. Okay. So that's how grandpa knows Isaac. Isaac says on the morning of the 10th, he got up to pee <laughs> and then he went back to bed.
0: That's a really weird detail.
1: Well, I mean... I mean... Yeah, he, he just said he, he got up. Uh, the interviewer asks who was the first to wake up that morning. Oh. Isaac said, you know, I don't know. I think I got up first, but that was just to pee and then I went back to sleep. Okay. Isaac couldn't remember if they had breakfast or not that morning. Uh, okay. Isaac said that he went back to bed. He was kind of wishy-washy. He's like... I can't remember if we had... Did we eat together? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I went back to bed after breakfast. He said that when he got up, they were already cooking breakfast, which contradicts Jessica. Yeah. Because according to her, Isaac flew the doors open and woke them up.
0: Okay. So, so far, Jessica's story I just really hate, but keep going.
1: So, Isaac went back to bed again after breakfast. Mm-hmm. And he got up about noon. And he says at noon, Jessica, Ver- Jessica, Vernal, and Dior were just leaving camp to go down to town.
0: Then that doesn't make sense with Vernal's story because Vernal said that Grandpa said that... <laughs> this is, he said, she said, he said, uh, to be back by tw- uh, 11. Right. And... But it does make... Jessica's story make sense when Grandpa said be back by 1. So... It, it still doesn't make sense, because if they Oh, wait, it doesn't noon, get... Yeah, it doesn't make sense.
1: So, the, in what? this case, I think Isaac just has a bad sense of time, and I think yeah. I think he just didn't really know what time it was. Probably he just, not. He wanted to
0: seem like that cool kid who sleeps in. No.
1: Oh. He does not see, come off like that. He just comes <laughs> off as someone who doesn't really... He's not really aware. Okay. And that's why I'm saying, like, when you watch videos of him, he... I can see why people think he's got a developmental disability. Okay. So the interviewer asked him, do you know what they were going to town for? He said, I think I heard they were going to get gas. It makes sense that he wouldn't know the real reason. Yeah. He wasn't a part of the conversation. Right. The interviewer also says, why didn't you guys get gas on the way up? He's like, oh, the gas station was closed the night before.
0: Makes sense, though, because it's a small
1: town. Right. Right. So, this kind of fills in why they left, like why Bob and Isaac were gone and kind of pulling in when Jessica and Vernal got back. Mm -hmm. Bob and Bob took Isaac out, Grandpa, Grandpa Bob took Isaac out to see some fishing spots. And he was, uh, that was just explaining why they left in the suburban. He says that he was there when the parents got back. The interviewer very specifically asks, was the baby there when the when the parents got back from the store? Did you see the baby? Mm-hmm. Isaac says, yes, I saw the baby. Okay. So he says that Bob told him to show them where the fishing hole was. Matches. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. He, Isaac doesn't remember how long they were down by the creek. And he said that they were 300 to 400 feet away from the campsite. Again... I think Isaac just does not have the wherewithal to be able to keep track of this stuff.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's
1: very clear when you watch.
0: Yeah, especially if it's like a year later, and then if he has that um, delay yeah, of some sort, yeah, it makes things weird.
1: So the interviewer asks him, "Like, tell me about going down to the creek." Mm-hmm. Isaac says that when he went down to the creek, Vernal was behind Isaac, and Dior was behind Vernal. Okay, where's Jessica? Well, that's one thing. And why is he saying that Vernal was following behind? And the interviewer asks, like, do you remember if the baby was by the creek? Isaac says, you know, I don't remember. He does remember that Jessica was there. He got them down to the fishing hole. Jessica was there. Vernal was not. Isaac said he turned around and Jessica was there. He says, this is where we were fishing. Isaac says in the interview, I figured that Vernal was just lagging behind and he would catch up in a minute. Vernal was not there
0: when Isaac pointed out the fishing hole. But in both accounts of Vernal's and Jessica's, Vernal is there. Right. So Isaac said that he
1: pointed out the hole Okay. To Jessica. Mm-hmm. And then he turns around and walks away. He doesn't say anything about running into Vernal on his way back down towards camp. He does say that he went to a different fishing hole further down the creek to mm-hmm. fish on his own. So he says that the the creek is kind of down an embankment. And he looked up and he could see the grandpa pacing. And he said that he looked worried and stressed. So he kind of calls up to him. He's like, hey, What's going on? And Grandpa says that we lost the baby. We don't know where the baby is. Okay. And so Isaac and Grandpa start looking together. Okay. This is
0: the first... We're hearing of this.
1: Remember, according to Jessica, it was a long time
0: before Isaac even knew the baby was missing. Wait a gosh darn minute that doesn't make sense then these how to? okay okay
1: so isaac says that he was out looking for dior for 30 to 60 minutes again this huge time gap gives you an idea that isaac doesn't have a good sense of time yeah so I I actually couldn't even tell you how long I think he was looking. I'm gonna say anywhere from five to forty five minutes
0: mm-hmm.
1: because his sense of time is just so bad. I don't think thirty minutes is the the bottom yeah. part of that. It just it, his sense of time is too bad for yeah. that. So I, I'm gonna really open it up anywhere from five to 45 to 60 minutes, this guy's looking.
0: I I would think that the important part is that he was looking rather than not knowing at all what was going on. And so he said Jessica and Vernal were already out looking
1: when Isaac found out that Dior was missing. Oddly enough, Isaac actually mentions that Jessica wouldn't look him in the face. Not that he wouldn't look her in the face, but Jessica wouldn't look him
0: in the face. That's a very interesting detail that they both have that right and the fact both of them contradict each other right okay so
1: the interviewer asks isaac what do you think happened isaac's like you know i don't know what happened maybe he got lost and sat down somewhere um he did say that he looked like a normal baby. Just having fun. Seemed like he was a totally normal kid. Nothing mm-hmm. seemed weird. He says 100% that kid was up there. Okay. And Isaac knows that kid was up there. So, Vernal... Uh, he does say that Vernal left uh, to search for Dior in the truck. He did not know if he left to call 911. He did know he left in the truck, though. Okay. Um, There's this weird detail that comes up in some of the parent statements saying that the boots that he was wearing that Dior was wearing Mm -hmm. were a couple sizes too big for him and so the interviewer brings this up in the conversation he's like do you do you remember anything about that and Isaac was like yeah I I remember watching him walk around and he just looked like he was struggling to walk around like not the typical two-year-old walk toddle yeah but like It looked like his shoes were too big for him kind of walking around. Why would you do that to a
0: little kid who's already struggling? Right. Um,
1: Isaac says several times he gets the feeling that people are specifically trying to blame him.
0: I kind of get the vibe, too, actually. Like, I can see him being kind of like who they hope gets the blame for all of it and if you look
1: at the way the grandpa talks about isaac the way jessica talks about isaac in her statement it's it's like clear that they're pointing the finger at
0: him yeah there's like those weird weird subtle details about isaac like you don't hear too much about him
1: except for like this like, weird thing and that weird yeah
0: thing. which is sad a little sad because if he does have some like mental cork I like how I called it a quirk. um, Just like some mental uh, disability or something. Um, that's really sad that they sat and like use... They're using him to... Right. Okay, let's keep going because I don't want to... <laughs> because I'm thinking... I'm, I'm creating the theory in my brain. It's probably one of the theories that exists. I was going to say, I think it's one of the ones that exist.
1: So... What's interesting is uh, the family actually ended up hiring a PI Mm -hmm. later down the road. There was a lot of issues with their PIs, but (laughs) I'll go into that in a second. One of the PI teams watched this interview. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: They had a professional psychologist A a professional statement analysis person and the private investigator all watch this. They're all taking notes. They did their own interview with East Idaho News. Mm -hmm. And they state that when they talk to Isaac, when they see information from Isaac, they don't believe it. They think that Isaac, what's really interesting, I didn't notice it. And I'm surprised I didn't notice it because I'm usually pretty good at this stuff. A very specific thing they said is that Isaac tells you information, but he doesn't give details or he'll answer questions, but not the way you want them answered. One of the examples they gave is the interviewer asked Isaac in this interview, (laughs) who do you think is involved? Isaac starts going on and on about how I help people as best I can and I'm doing everything I can to help the family. He completely deflects the question. I didn't catch it. That is really interesting. Or like he'll give little details about, you know, I was looking, I saw Vernal drive away, and then he completely deflects to some other, like they're mm-hmm. they're trying to blame me. So the Klein investigation team, something else that Isaac tells people anytime people go to Isaac, mm-hmm. like the news or private investigators, people who are not law for enforcement. Isaac goes, the sheriff has asked me not to share any information with anyone. This private investigator says that I've worked with the sheriff and the sheriff said that he never told him that.
0: That's weird. I, I mean, I'm trying to think in Isaac's defense, if he feels like he's, um, which I I hate to defend Anybody in this story, honestly, (laughs) but devil's out of forget for a second. If he feels like he's being targeted and attacked, there's kind of like by and being the one putting like getting the blame for this and he's scared that that he's the one going to get the blame. I guess I would kind of be like, I guess I would kind of not. I, I mean, I'd be kind of weary about how I answer things, right?
1: But you wouldn't lie and say that the sheriff told you not to talk to people. That's what I don't
0: understand. So, yeah. as much as I want to help, and be uh get smeared, and I sorry, can't. You guys are digging yourself holes. So that those are the three
1: accounts from the day that you can actually find.
0: Grandpa Bob. Won't answer questions about the day. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Fucking kidding me. I'm done. Grandpa, I hate
1: grandpa. Officially. One of the private investigators did filmed interviews with everyone involved except for Isaac because they couldn't get Isaac to talk. Yeah. But it was like 10 hours of interviews with the mom, the dad, and grandpa. I can't actually find the full length interviews anymore anywhere, but I've seen clips of mm-hmm. some of them. And I saw clips from, there's a uh, YouTube documentary called Little Man Lost. Um, it's about 45 minutes long. Yeah. And it shows some of these uh, interview tapes. Because I guess the person who made the documentary, the private investigator, willingly gave the tapes over to these people. Okay, There are clips of the grandpa when the interviewer is asking specifically, what do you
0: think happened that day? Grandpa just laughs. you fucking kidding me. I hate the grandpa. That's it. That's that's all I got to say. He's really not rubbing me the right way. Or the interviewer
1: says, you know, were you watching Dior that day? Grandpa says, that's what I've been told.
0: Are you kidding me? That's what I've been told?
1: So every time they try and verify some of this information, it's... It's, it's not him making a statement. It's, I've been told this, or the best that I know. Like,
0: really, dude? The best that you know? Obviously. The grandpa's giving it up that, oh, he did something to this poor child. That this wasn't an accident. Right. He makes it obvious. Yeah. You don't... He sounds like that... Okay, no. Um. Okay.
1: So now we're going to go through, now that we've heard all of the stories, let's actually go through and try and like verify little pieces of the story to see what makes sense and what doesn't.
0: None of it does,
1: but okay. So we're going to start on Wednesday because that's when Jessica starts. Isaac, in an interview, actually said that the grandpa had been planning this trip for about a week. Mm -hmm. The grandpa said his reason was that It was to celebrate Jessica holding down a job for six months. Remember, she said it has been almost a year. Inconsistency right there. Okay, got it. And Grandpa said that he was the one who chose Timber Creek because it was somewhere he had gone as a kid. Of course, Grandpa. Moving to Thursday. All the stops they made... The, the switching the camper back and forth, filling the tire at the gas station, trying to get food at the restaurant, stopping at another gas station. Police have not found a single witness from Thursday that can say they saw Dior
0: with the family. What? They cannot find a single person. So everybody's saying we didn't see this little kid.
1: They... They put a a call out for tips. No tip has come forward saying, oh, yeah, I saw the family at this place with a little blonde boy. So all of Thursday, we can just wipe out because no one can verify they saw this little boy that day. We're going to go to Friday. God. The, The screwy as hell day. So who woke up first? That is the big. Who woke up first? Did Isaac wake up first? Did Jessica and Dior wake up first? Did Vernal wake up the same time as Jessica and
0: Dior? When did Grandpa wake up? Who cooked breakfast? I mean, apparently everybody. Everybody woke up first. Everybody woke up (laughs) and cooked breakfast. Everyone cooked breakfast together. Yep, they all had a hunky-dory time, apparently. Kumbaya. It's
1: just that morning... It's a
0: a mess. It is a shit show.
1: Also, what time did Grandpa say they need to come back? I'm inclined to say 1 p.m. because there are actually receipts that make this make sense. So what time did they actually leave? Isaac says it's about noon. Jessica says like 11 to 11.30, but then Vernal says that Grandpa wants them back by 11.00.
0: Vernal doesn't know what he's fucking talking
1: about. Yeah. So I'm going to go with they left around 11 or 1130. It makes sense. Yeah. Did they stop at the stage stop first? Because Jessica wrote that they did, but Vernal said they went to the gas station first.
0: I mean... I mean, why did she say that they stopped there first to get gas? Jessica said
1: they stopped there first... To ask where they could get diesel. Okay. Um, but look- then Vernal said he stopped at a gas station that had a sign for diesel. By the way, people have posted screenshots from this gas station. There's no sign. There's no diesel. So th- there's just You're that. you kidding me, right? I... T- t- Additionally, remember all the people they say they talked to that day? The no, redheaded guy from... Nobody remembers them. Nobody remembers seeing a baby. Nobody remembers seeing a baby. They remember seeing these people. They don't remember seeing a baby.
0: Wait, like, so even at that gas station, like, I'm going blow to past, blow past, like, a slight little bit of them getting gas into, like, them being in that gas station or whatever getting jojos nobody in that store saw the baby they were
1: able to track down the old guy in the booth Uh uh-huh and it was it was several months later because it was a really obscure description they gave but they were able to track him down yeah he said he remembered seeing the parents he couldn't remember if he saw a baby or not
0: baby doesn't even exist at this point i mean in this one of the
1: theories. Holy. Okay. So, I will say that the two receipts, they are both from the stage stop. They made a purchase at 1218 that showed they bought Krispy Kremes, the Rockstar, and the Jojos. There was a second purchase made at 1224 for the Tampons and the Swedish Fish. Wait, they said they got that all at the same time? I would think so, because they were still standing in line. So why are there two different purchases made six minutes apart? That's
0: a really long time to be. I mean, maybe they got to the car and were like, oh no, we forgot candy. And And the tampons, the whole reason they're there. Fuck, I don't know. I don't know, Crystal. I just So We're gonna we're gonna move on. <laughs> Cause that doesn't make
1: sense. Who okay. put Dior in the car? Oh yeah. Really. Come on. How let's... is that a hard one to remember? Wait,
0: who put the invisible non existing child in this trip in the car? Right. So wait, were there not cameras? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't, you... I don't think so. There's no cameras in this I don't gas think station, so. No by the pumps. I don't think nothing. so. There's no that no I video know there's footage no video footage anywhere. Anywhere. I mean oh. it's a it's a tiny town. How convenient. How convenient. That's all I'm gonna say. How convenient. Okay.
1: So they get back to camp at around 110 or 115. This completely makes sense to me because if their last purchase was at twelve twenty eight, it takes mm-hmm. about forty five minutes to drive back to the camp. Yeah. 115 makes sense. They go fishing after a few minutes. They search for Dior. Jessica calls 911 about 228. That's about an hour and 15 minutes. I don't know how long this fishing excursion took. And so I'm just going to kind of move past that (laughs) because in some places, Jessica says that her son's missing for 20 minutes. And in some, she says he's missing for an hour get your story straight because that's a really big difference there is a really big difference i'm we talked about it already but how did she put the contents of her pockets in vernal's truck if vernal's truck was a mile away uh magic question mark so they continue searching she tells isaac her son was missing but remember isaac says grandpa told him that he was missing so search and rescue, this is when this right here, you are going to love this timeline I put together.
0: Ugh. Am I am I gonna love it? Oh, or am I are... gonna scream? I'm you're I'm gonna rage. You're gonna rage. I'm gonna flip this table.
1: <laughs> so search and rescue shows up about 345. That is an hour and fifteen minutes after the nine one one call was made. I'm not concerned with that. Okay. Yeah, because it makes sense. You'll you'll actually hear for some reason, I couldn't find a copy of this 911 call, but there is an extended. It's like the full call mm-hmm. with Jessica where she's trying to describe where they are. She is really bad at describing where they are. Okay. She like tells people, like, you, you go past this and then you turn on this road and it's an unmarked road. So it makes sense to me that it, it's a 45 minute drive from Ledor. Mm-hmm. But because it was so difficult for them to figure out where the fuck they were, that extra 30 minutes was probably them trying to figure out. What the hell? Benefit of the doubt.
0: About. Benefit of the doubt. I suck at giving directions too. So you know what. And especially if, like, they're claiming
1: they don't know the area.
0: Like they're wait. Like they're claiming they don't know the area. There's evidence that comes up later. I'll mention it Are later. You f- kidding me? I'm saying. Okay. Oh. Back back to
1: this timeline. God. So search and rescue shows up at three forty-five. Remember Jessica called her mother the same time she called uh search and rescue? Yeah. Not search and rescue, nine one one. She called her mother right before she called nine one one, right? Her mother shows up fifteen minutes after search and rescue shows up. Now if we think about where they live, remember I actually Google mapped this.
0: Whoa, wait a second.
1: It takes an hour and 45 minutes to get from Idaho Falls to Ledor, and then another 45 minutes to get to, from Ledor to the campground. That is two and a half hours to and- get there. If her mother showed up at 4 p.m., she would have had to leave her house at 1.30, which is before the 911 call went through.
0: My mind just exploded. Wait, I didn't even know her mother showed up. Her mom showed
1: up because she called and starts screaming out her baby's missing. Her mom hops in a car, drives up there.
0: Wait, so is there like, wait, you said there's traces of the call. Wait, is there traces of her calling her mom? Yeah. I'm.
1: There's, there's slightly
0: spe- speechless because that doesn't there are make
1: some cell phone records that have been released and some that have been have not been released. And is that one that hasn't? It happened? has not been released. Okay. So there, there's two things that happened here. Either she called her mom at one fifteen to one thirty when they got back to camp. Told her this story about her son being missing and then waited an hour to call 911. Or her mom drove more than double the speed limit to get up there without being stopped by cops and without getting in an accident.
0: Okay. Low key, I shouldn't say this out loud, but you can drive pretty fast in Idaho and not get caught but 120 you cannot, miles per hour you can i don't think you have to have a really like there has to be no stretch of like anything
1: keep in mind this is also friday evening
0: yeah no okay that idaho falls is
1: a major city it's
0: a major that's why i'm saying i was like you would have to be going from like like nothing like there can't be anything right. if you're passing through cities then no you can't do that yeah but you can be at, like, 100 miles an hour driving through Idaho pretty easy, and as long as you're not through the cities.
1: Yeah, because in some places, the speed limit is 80 miles per hour. Yeah. People definitely go more than that. But she would have to be driving 120 miles per hour. The whole time. Even on that dirt road. <gasps> the okay. dirt road that local people even say... It's dangerous. Yes,
0: I mean, maybe she... Wait, no. Because if they got back at... If she, if she called her mom at 1, they didn't... The child was still with them at 1.
1: Right. So they got back to camp at about 1.15. I'm, I'm going to go over this just one more time just so we can really make sure that we're <laughs> understanding this timeline. Search and Rescue shows up at 3.45. Trina, Jessica's mother... Shows up about 15 minutes after them. So we'll say she showed up at 4. The drive from her house to that campsite is two and a half hours long. If we're working backwards, that means she would have had to leave at one thirty. The timestamp from the sheriff's
0: office for
1: the 911 call is 228.
0: So it's either they looked for almost an hour before they decided... We should probably call 911 for our missing child. Well,
1: according to her timeline, they looked and looked and looked, and then she called her mom and immediately called 911. So, something in there is screwy. Why did they call? Why is there an hour essentially between when she called her mom and when she called 911?
0: Um because they're lying. Yep. This is not okay.
1: Okay, we're going to move on a little bit, just now that that's in your head. So searches um, were actually conducted with dogs, volunteers, drones, helicopters. Apparently they got, like, a helicopter from Montana that's supposed to be, like, at the time it was, like, state of the art. Mm -hmm. They had the best infrared cameras while they were searching they actually spotted something down by the creek that they were like hey that looks like a can of bug repellent send someone to go look at that from the helicopter oh wow and when they went it was it was a can of bug repellent but technology man. and they they sent someone there because they're like it could be a shoe it could be anything we think it's a can of bug repellent but it might mean something go And, like, they were able to identify it.
0: That's epically cool, though. That's really
1: cool. Okay. But they got all, like, they went all out for this. Yeah. So, we already noticed inconsistencies between different stories. I Mm want to tell you how the same person's story changes different ways.
0: Oh, God.
1: Now, this one, on July 13th, three days after Vernal went, not Vernal, Dior went missing. Jessica tells East Idaho News she called nine one one at two thirty six. Records say it was two twenty eight. Why
0: would you lie about ten minutes? I'm not and I'm she, not sure. Unless she really doesn't remember the time she called. Or
1: there's another phone call in there that she remembers that timestamp from.
0: Oh
1: okay. It's just it could just be a slip that she didn't know, but 2.36 is a very specific time to mention. If she yeah. had been like, I called her on 2.30, I wouldn't question it. The fact mm-hmm. that she says 2.36 when we know it's 2.28 seems weird to me. Yeah. So also in this interview, Vernal talks about the helicopter. Jessica does mention that her mom showed up within a matter of hours. Mm-hmm. That kind of discounts her mom didn't speed. It took the couple of hours to get up there. Yeah. Which almost confirms that she, she waited, waited an hour between calling her mom and calling 911. So what I'm wondering is, did she call her mom at one thirty six, and that's where she's getting that 36 from? Maybe. Maybe me but that still doesn't justify the fact she waited an hour right but i'm wondering if that's where that time is coming from and it's just a slip so both parents kind of talk about how he's the baby is super attached to them and he wouldn't go very far mm-hmm. vernal keeps cutting jessica off during the interview like jessica will start talking and then vernal talks over her it's like he doesn't want her to talk almost
0: he doesn't want her telling their secrets.
1: Um, during this interview, Jessica brings up there was a tip um, from that night at 6 p.m. after Dior went missing. Mm-hmm. Someone called in a tip saying there was a black truck with a dirty old man and a crying blonde boy. This is one of those details I didn't go into a ton. He ends up being referred to as the creep in the Jeep. It ends up being a complete dead end.
0: The creep in the Jeep?
1: That is what they call him.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be really happy. But that is that is great wordplay right there. The creep in the Jeep. The creep in the Jeep.
1: <laughs> I have I had to mention it because I know most people who know this story know the creep in the Jeep. So yeah. that's, that's all I'm saying about but it. But it's
0: disproven to be relevant.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think they actually found the guy and it ended up being, like, someone passing through with, like, their own grandchild or something Mm -hmm. like that. It's great. During the interview, Vernal slips up and he says Snake River several times, which is
0: way far away. Yeah. Has nothing to do. I've been there. That's why it was getting so... I was like, I've been somewhere. I'm pretty sure I've been to Snake River.
1: Yeah, he slipped up several times and he mentioned the Snake River. This is all a lie. There's also this weird thing that they did. I'm I'm the one. This is all coming from me right now. During this interview, they act, the weirdest thing to me is, you know, when you're when your child, when you believe your child is kidnapped, which is what they believe. Yeah. You beg for them to bring your child back. Like you're saying, please just bring him home. But they ain't begging. They didn't do that. They said this is exactly what they said. They said if someone has him, they'll come forward what the actual poop so it's whenever they're talking about what do you think happened they're like if someone has him they'll come forward they'll do the right thing obviously not and it wasn't until the interviewer specifically says do you have anything to say to your son that they go we won't stop looking for you please bring our son home it's not until they're prompted that they start saying stuff like this which seems really weird to me
0: that is actually very weird yeah that's i don't understand that you think like are they shooken up do they look sad like crying so
1: there's actually a body language analysis um youtube podcast Mm -hmm. that watched this and did a little bit of analysis on it they said that the father shows genuine signs of sadness, okay. like the facial expressions, his body expressions. The father genuinely looks sad, but the mother looks fearful. Fearful. That's, that's most of what they said, was that she was showing signs of fear. Okay. So... There is this other thing that they mentioned in this interview. During the interview, Jessica is actually clutching Dior's baby blanket. Okay. It makes sense. It's the closest thing she has to her son. They make a very huge point to say that he won't go anywhere without it. This is his safety blanket. This is he wants it everywhere with him. But they took him to the store without it. According to their story, remember, she took the blanket from him and she put it in the Suburban in the morning.
0: Yeah. And when she
1: went to go shove it in her dog's face, she pulled it out of the Suburban, so, which means they went on this whole trip down to town without the blanket. And if Dior is this attached to this baby blanket, psycho. he would have been throwing
0: a fit. Yeah, he would have been like going crazy, like right. crying and... Screaming, where's my blanket? Yeah, kids don't just let that kind of stuff go right easy.
1: How are they able to make this two, two and a half hour long trip without the blanket? Yeah. So that was something else that stuck out to me. Another thing that kind of sticks out to me is that in this interview, mm-hmm. Vernal says, we thought this would be the perfect place to camp. Whoa, Grandpa put, picked it out. And remember in his statement, he said he didn't know the area. And also, according to both him and Jessica, they didn't even know about this trip until Wednesday night.
0: Yeah, and Vernal didn't even want to go, according to Jessica. Right. But apparently it's the perfect spot. Right. Uh, he just shot himself in the foot. Right they both
1: shot him in the foot well so that interview gave me a few of those inconsistencies of contradicting themselves yeah I'll name a couple more uh there is a Facebook group called Voices for Justice for Dior Koontz or something like that I'll actually post um I'll see if I can post a link to it on our Facebook page they have so much information Mm-hmm. about this disappearance it's not run by the family it's yeah. run by people who don't even know
0: the i'm family. not surprised it's not run by that family
1: they post screenshots
0: of jessica
1: commenting on things they that's actually where i found the actual photographs of the written statement from yeah. jessica and vernal there's a facebook comment that jessica is trying to defend herself that um all you can see is Jessica's comment but mm-hmm. it looks like someone was like why would you go to the bathroom and leave your son with your husband and something it had to be something that the person said oh and you went to the bathroom Jessica says yes i went to the bathroom because my aunt flo came to visit and when i came out i did shopping for dior in her story she went to the bathroom after, after.
0: ex freaking excuse
1: me Yep. Again, Jessica has gone back and forth saying that her son was missing for 20 minutes. 911 call says an hour. Vernal, in a a statement, and I don't know if this was an interview. It was not in his written statement. But he actually does say he saw Dior playing by his truck for a half hour with Missy. Mm -hmm. It's not in his written statement.
0: Oh, that wasn't in his written
1: statement. I don't think so. And there's there's this part of the story that I couldn't find anywhere. Like I couldn't find a firsthand account, but it's reported in a bunch of places. Apparently, mm-hmm. Vernal was doing some work on his truck that morning. and Dior was playing by the truck with him. This was after breakfast before they left for the store. Okay. A lot of people speculate if something happened, It I guess it was like a half hour, people speculate if something happened and there was an accident, and that's why it was all of a sudden, Jessica and Vernal need to go to the store for
0: tampons. Accident?
1: Yes. No, no. Like, legitimate. Some people think that it was an actual accident. No quotes.
0: Oh, no air quotes? Yeah. Okay. But now, wait. What? What kind of, like, accident? Because if there was some kind of accident, like, that doesn't understand stand why make it this this. Babies are fragile. I know, but to make it this big of a story for an accident. If they wanted to cover up the death of their own son. Yeah, but I mean, if there's an accident you call 911 and say, hey, this happened. It's not like you're gonna go. We're reasonable human beings. Okay.
1: (laughs) I know I say this all the time, but like, you people make dumb decisions and we can't, you and I are reasonable human beings. We can't understand it because we're not batshit crazy. Okay. Okay. So here's, here's some more information that's, um, is kind of random. I found it in like one spot. It's on, on a page called, uh, a web page called Voices for Justice for Dior Coons. And, even though it's only listed in one place, I'm inclined to believe it because of how extensive the research on this page is. Okay. I I wish I could include all the things they had on their page. They have photographs of the campsite, exactly mm-hmm. how it was laid out. They went up with their own vehicle and, like, recreated what the scene looked like. They took photos of the surrounding area. They took photos of the search efforts. It is so thorough. And that's why I'm including this stuff, because this site is so thorough. Okay. Apparently... There are reports that Isaac
0: factory reset his phone three times on Friday. How do you keep track of somebody factory resetting their phone three times?
1: I think uh, if you actually take the phone or the records, oh, you, could, you actually, there's records of it.
0: Who would factory reset their phone while they're camping? And why three times? Um, to
1: make sure whatever was on there is gone. Remember I talked about um, the parents' claim they didn't know the area? Yeah. Apparently Jessica's cell phone pinged in the area on Wednesday night.
0: Uh, excuse me. If I remember correctly, they left on Thursday. Right. Why Uh, was she there on Wednesday? Yeah. Also... I'm
1: going to mention it right now. So I mentioned the private investigators. Yep. A man named Frank Vilt actually approached the family. He worked for the U.S. Marshals for 19 years. He was retired and had his own PI firm. Mm -hmm. He came to them offering his services yeah. He said that he would do his work for expenses only. So he wasn't going to charge them his hourly fee. He just wanted to be reimbursed for expenses.
0: Oh, that's really nice of him.
1: He also put up $20,000 of his own money for oh, a reward. He's
0: guy's an angel. The parents declined it. Because they don't want him
1: found. Essentially. They wouldn't let the private investigator take this case national because you know the way you find children is you get everyone to know about it yeah the parents didn't wouldn't let him do it why wouldn't they let him do it it's never really stated so there's the letter is posted online Mm -hmm. of frank vilt officially quitting the investigation he writes in his letter that you know we had a deal that when i agreed to help you You said you would be completely truthful with me and you have not been truthful with me. You are not telling me everything that's going on. I believe that you are lying and I will not work with you anymore.
0: Wow.
1: Way to just call them out. This is a guy who worked for the U.S. Marshals. He's not just some guy who went out and got his PI license. This guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. So he quit. Apparently, in some of the interviews, and I wish I could find all of them, but Jessica slips up and says at one point they got gas near Clover Creek Inn. Mm -hmm. Clover Creek Inn is near Montpellier.
0: They Montpellier?
1: I believe it's in Montana. They have family there. It is nowhere
0: near this campsite. I was going to say Montana. They were in Montana? She slips up several times. Same. apparently
1: mentioning montpellier or talking about the clover creek inn
0: just just like how yeah. vernal was slipping up saying that they're at the snake river right apparently
1: you're going to you're going to hate the grandpa i already hate the grandpa in one of the filmed interview tapes they're talking about the timeline and I, th- I believe it was on Sunday that the sheriff's office told him, you know, you're fragile. You need to go home so you can leave. You and Isaac can leave. So him and Isaac get in his car, pack up, drive home. It's a two and a half hour drive.
0: Yeah. The
1: interviewer says, you know, I can't imagine what that would be like. What did you guys talk about on the drive down? Grandpa says nothing. Are you
0: freaking kidding me that's not even the good part oh gosh
1: there's more the interviewer says your grandson is missing and you're part of this huge search effort and you don't talk about anything
0: grandpa says what's done is done i'm done i'm done i'm raging i'm quitting excuse me he said what's done is done yep
1: also on tape
0: on tape on tape what's done is done and none of these people have been like arrested yet
1: on tape grandpa tells the private investigator who is the interviewer
0: you know all four of us probably have different stories are you this grandpa is the biggest asshole he is like The worst person in the world. Like, I better never meet this man or I will punch him in the face. Oh, he's dead. He died from cancer. Good. Good. He deserves it. He does. I hope he died slowly.
1: I've got another one for you. God. Jessica, on tape, slips up. And, you know, they drove up there on Thursday. They went down to the restaurant. They stopped at the restaurant before going up. When Jessica is recalling this story on tape... She says, back up to camp, not up to camp, back up to camp. She
0: slips up. So they were already camping when they went to this place not on the way? Well, the restaurant, remember, is on the way. It was in the... Well, no, what I meant like I was on the way, as in like, them initially going. Right. They've already been there. Right, according to this now, what she God, I hate them. Nope. this is like a strong, a strong hate for these people. And um, this one, this is
1: something that it's another one of my personal observations that I don't know if other people have caught on to, but it stuck out to me so far. Mm-hmm. So there is a video interview of Jessica sitting with. Uh, Philip Klein, who is the second P.I. that was working with her family after Frank quit. He has her close her eyes Mm -hmm. and he's like, you know, go back to that day. Remember everything that's going on. And he starts asking her questions like, what were you doing this time? And what were you doing at that time? Mm -hmm. He starts asking her to describe, when did you last see Dior? She's like, I was at the edge of camp. He had started following me. I told him to turn around. He starts going back towards camp. He's by the picnic table. Klein goes, what's on the picnic table? She goes, paper plates, paper napkins. He's like, where's your sippy cup? She's like, it's on a stump near his chair. He He goes, where's his blanket? She goes, in the Suburban. The whole time she's doing you know when you're trying to remember you kind of stop and you think you're like it was here Uh huh. her answer to where is the blanket she was not thinking
0: yeah it the was...
1: answer was so different and i'll actually put a clip of it let me see if i can find it right now because i want you to hear this
0: Close your eyes and i want you to turn around in your mind and i want you to look back at the campsite tell me what's on the picnic bench a radio, some paper plates, paper towels, and some chips.
1: Do you remember where the baby blanket is?
0: Suburban. Where's the sippy cup? Sitting on a log
1: right next to the fire. Do you hear how her tone changed? Yeah, from describing the picnic table, it's very clear she's thinking about it, remembering it, and then where's the baby blanket, suburban? Yeah, and then back to where's the sippy cup, on a log, and her tone just changes.
0: Yeah, it's very like it. It's like she's mentioning, and then she says suburban, like it wasn't even like she was. It's not her trying to
1: ask access a memory. It is an answer she had ready. Yeah, it's she was expecting them to ask about that blanket, mm-hmm. and that's why her tone changed because she wasn't. She was remembering the answer, not remembering where it actually the situation. Was. So that really stuck out to me.
0: Yeah, that's kind of really weird.
1: Another thing that concerns me. Is they released Jessica's 911 call, mm-hmm. but they didn't release Vernal's. They didn't release
0: Vernal's. Vernal's has never been released. Interesting. Why, why would they have only released one? Right. Unless maybe it was this basically the same thing. But then they would release it.
1: Oh. So what does Vernal say on that call? that's incriminating because there has to be something incriminating on that call for them not to release it yeah so i already mentioned that you know frank vilt the p.i the original p.i uh quit the investigation because he believed the parents were lying to him
0: mm-hmm.
1: well jessica and vernal both took multiple polygraphs jessica oh. jessica took four vernal took five and they failed every single one
0: what i mean i get polygraphs are like really dumb but well it i was... mean there's still some like you're failing everyone and you took for like four to five i think we have a problem
1: and they always failed the same two questions they failed the same which two what happened to dior <gasps> do you know where dior is
0: Those are, like, the most important two. Yep. So they know where he is, most likely. And... Yeah.
1: They know what happened. Or they have an idea. So, Frank believes that the parents absolutely know what happened. Uh Uh-huh. Philip Klein is the second PI hired by the family. I'm going to preface this by saying there's information online that leads you to believe that Philip Klein is not the most upstanding human being. Mm-hmm. So take what he says with a grain of salt. I don't know if it's his personality that made people vilify him or if he made some stupid mistakes when he was younger. Yeah. But they're, especially the family says that he's a criminal, he's a liar, and not to trust him. So Philip Klein actually confronted the family because he started working on the investigation they hired him. Yeah. And so he calls up Vernal. And he's like, "Why did you lie to me about your polygraph test?" And this was after he took what? the first one. And Vernal was like, "How can I lie to you if they didn't tell me my results?" He's like, "They told you your results." He's like, you told me it was inconclusive. Vernal on the phone is like, well, yeah, they they kind of told me it was like inconclusive, but they said it was an inconclusive pass. It's a fail. I'm I'm telling you right now, that is not a thing. That is not a thing at all. So Philip Klein was like, you know, the sheriff told me it was an absolute fail. And Vernal gets all defensive. And he's like, how, why would I lie to you? They never told me. And they said it was an inconclusive pass and da, 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 da. And so almost immediately after this, the fire, the family fired Philip Klein.
0: Uh, I mean, I'm not surprised because they seem sketch AF, but whatever. So at this point, the parents
1: were officially named as suspects. Think good Lord, baby Jesus. And they actually offered Jessica an immunity deal. What? They offered her full immunity if she took them to Dior's body. And she, like, shoved it back at them and was like, get this out of my face because I don't know where he is.
0: Because she probably doesn't know where he
1: is anymore. Yeah. And that kind of goes into some of the theories. Um, But... The family actually tried suing Philip Klein. I don't know what they tried suing him for. Did it not work? Because it didn't. The court threw it out. Good. Thank, thank,
0: thank the system for
1: once. Okay. So we are going to go into a couple of the theories. There's a few. So the first one is what the parents think that it was a kidnapping. Mm hmm. There is one road in and one road out of this campsite. You obviously would see somebody if they come in and out. Right. And not only that, but when Jessica was down by the creek, she heard that four-wheeler with search and rescue pull in. You would have heard a different car come in. Right. So that's, that's what made her come up to camp in the first place. Yeah. Was because, you know, she heard this vehicle and she went up there and it was search and rescue. Mm-hmm. She would have heard a vehicle pull in. None of the adults say they heard someone come in. Yeah. So that kind of... I'm, I'm disregarding kidnapping. The next one is that perhaps Dior was attacked by an animal. I think that this theory is why Jessica makes such a big deal of saying Vernal hung up the dirty diaper. Because everybody knows animals are attracted to smells. Yeah. And it's a thing that, like, when you're camping in places with bears or cougars, you have to take your food or anything with a smell and hang it up really high in a tree. Mm -hmm. I think that Jessica included this little detail as a way to take blame off them and say, oh, an animal must have smelled it and it came in. Because yeah. we, we were dumb and we just didn't store his hours, diaper properly. Hours later. Forest Service on Little Man Lost, the documentary. Yeah. Forest Service was interviewed for it. And they specifically say that they don't even warn people about the animals in the area because the animals don't interact with the people there.
0: I was going to say that. Makes a lot of sense. Forest Service
1: doesn't even think it's a big enough risk to warn people about it. Yeah. <laughs> so that one's out the door. There's a theory that there was an accident and the parents used this story to cover up Dior's death. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different points at which an accident could have happened. The Voices for Justice website actually has a really detailed Timeline. It's color-coded to match everyone's stories. Oh, wow. And then at the very bottom, they actually do a backwards timeline to show where gaps in the story are mm-hmm. and pinpoint where something could have happened to the baby. I'm yeah. not going to go over it because it's actually kind of hard to follow if you're not looking at it. Mm-hmm. Definitely check out the website because it's really interesting the way they lay it out. And they actually separate it. So they're like, if something happened at the lower campground, here's a time that could have happened. If something happened at the upper campground, here's the time it could have happened. Really interesting stuff.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I quite believe that. I honestly do not believe something like an accident were to happen to him because I really feel like if that was the case... They wouldn't, like, there was, there's no point in covering that up and risking getting and, like, going to jail for it. Right. Like, what's, as much as, like, you want to put, well, some people aren't that logic. I really feel like, how irresponsible do you have to be? Yeah. Like, that is, I, I would be surprised you made it to adulthood and you had four people in on this whole charade. Yeah. So... This, the, this theory
1: actually kind of goes with a different theory, they kind of go together, that Dior was never at the campsite, and this whole camping trip was a last-second ruse to create this whole story of the baby going missing.
0: Okay. I, I kind of believe this one. Why would they need to cover up the baby missing? To cover up the baby missing. Why? Why? People think Jessica sold him. Oh my god. Like, I was assuming that's where this is going.
1: And actually, Frank Vilt thinks Jessica got rid of him. Why? Why wouldn't you... That poor little boy. Yeah. So this, this actually goes back to all the interviews and the sightings. I think... I'm, I'm actually kind of on board with this one. Because... I'm wondering if there is a point in this story, and it has to be fairly early because their Friday morning timeline just does not make any sense. So I'm wondering if Thursday something happened where they went to this restaurant and the restaurant was a meeting place for them to hand over Dior. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's why the timeline on Friday makes no sense, because they went back up to the campsite and kind of formulated a story of what was going to happen that day. Yeah. But they didn't get the minute details nailed down that, you know, they they said, we're going to go into town. We're going to say we did this. We're going to say we got him that. We're going to say we put him in the car. But they didn't agree You put him in the car, I gave him this, you did this, I did this, and -hmm. that's why the stories crisscross. They follow the same general timeline, but the little details get crisscrossed because they didn't nail it down.
0: Yeah, so what's the point of bringing, like, grandpa and grandpa's friend if you're, like, you could have just made this a parent's trip?
1: Because when there's more adults there that can vouch for his existence.
0: Okay, I guess that makes sense. It's not so much about the
1: parents.
0: Well, they picked a really bad parent. I mean, well, a really bad grandparents to come with them because freaking g isn't doing so hot. Right. So
1: this is why I almost think Dior was never at the campsite. They really focus in on Isaac mm-hmm. and how it's his fault. What's even more interesting is the sheriff's office said there is no physical proof of Dior being in that campsite. None. None whatsoever. No little footprints. None.
0: Oh my god. It was, it was almost like even the scent dogs couldn't couldn't find him. Okay, if the scent dogs couldn't pick up anything, unless it was like I don't know, like they went back to something that was his. Well, they
1: have to use something of his. I'm assuming well, they use the blanket. Yeah,
0: so like they smell as a that piece. Yeah, and they can't trace it to go anywhere. They really couldn't. Wow, that means he really wasn't there. The sheriff's office. What's interesting
1: is the sheriff says there's no physical proof of him being there, but they think he was there. It's it's a weird thing. It's like when you. I don't know if it's because they're. Trying to play it close to the vest, but the sheriff just, he says, yeah, we believe he was there, but there's no proof. If
0: there's no proof, then how was he there? I don't know.
1: You know what else? Remember in the 911 call, Jessica kind of described what Dior was wearing. He was wearing um, boots and pajama uh, pants yeah, and a camo jacket. Yeah, His camo jacket was found at their home a year later.
0: Are you kidding? They didn't even get what he was wearing right?
1: Or, he was never wearing it. He was wearing it, but when they got rid of his body, they took all his clothes off, and they didn't dispose of the jacket properly. Or, he had more than one camo jacket, but... I mean... I, I, it, it's likely. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. It was like photos released of him wearing the camo jacket. Yeah. It was like the same jacket they found in his house. Then that probably means there's only one jacket. Right. Another thing, Jessica is one of those people that obsessively posts photos of their kids
0: online. Yeah. Not a
1: single photo taken during the camping trip.
0: Uh, okay, that's weird. Yeah. That's not a very obsessive mom thing to do. Her excuse was I just wanted to
1: unplug and there's no cell service, so I couldn't post it anyway. And I, I didn't see. Still
0: take pictures. Nope. Didn't take any pictures. Okay. Yeah. Wow.
1: I have to mention uh, one other thing because I know people will get mad if I don't. Jessica told this ridiculous story of, after she called 911, Mm -hmm. um, she saw Isaac standing there with a shovel with a blonde hair on it, and when she went over to the shovel to get the hair off, because she was convinced it was Dior's, the hair blew away in the wind.
0: Just blew away in the wind, like a movie. There's no
1: record of any such shovel happening. Isaac says he doesn't know what she's talking about, so again disregarding that part of yeah the story.
0: this why this this whole thing makes me mad why would you Ugh. i don't know her selling him makes the most sense to me which is really like the most heartbreaking thing i think i can say
1: yeah or adopting him out which would explain why she says she doesn't know where he is because if she adopted him out then he's gone and yeah. she, she really doesn't know where he is. But it's almost like she she f- failed with deception on those two questions. Both of them did. They failed with deception. Uh huh. So they're lying. But we don't know the nature of the lie.
0: Okay. I mean, I guess. Whatever. They did something to this poor little boy who didn't deserve it. Yeah.
1: And, you know, even though there's no physical proof that the baby was there, the sheriff, the reason I think that they're just kind of playing it close to the vest is the sheriff says, we believe the baby was at the campsite, but there's no physical proof. The people who made the documentary asked, are you investigating a chance that he was never there? The sheriff said yes.
0: Oh, well, I mean, look at it, looking at it from all angles. It does sound more like they're keeping it just under wraps. And right. And that makes sense. How long has it been? It's been five years. Yes. And they still haven't found anything. Nope. And both parents are
1: still officially people of interest. They broke up about a year later. No, they broke up six months later yeah. and Jessica got married
0: to just some, someone else. Just Somebody else decided, I'm going to marry this lady who lost her child. Yep. That is the most unattractive thing I think I would ever hear somebody come out of their mouth. Oh, yeah. So, um, my baby. Oh, wait. Actually, no. How are grieving parents doing that? Right? Oh, oh. Disregard everything. I... (laughs) How are grieving parents doing that? I was not going to mention this, but since
1: you're so worked up about the grieving parents and... Are you going to make me more mad? Oh, yes, I am. Fuck. After Jessica and Vernal went to the sheriff's office to give their statements. Yeah. This is less than a week after their baby went missing. Jessica and Vernal went to a sex store and bought a new sex toy.
0: What? The actual... What are they doing with their lives? not caring about their missing baby oh my god they are horrible people yeah well here's another thing she would probably have done this for money if anything which is horrible to say so like can i wonder if they've found like some odd reason that she has like a bunch of money
1: i feel like if they did they would have caught her at this point because, remember, she willingly
0: gave up custody of her other two kids. So she just willingly gave her child to somebody else. Some random stranger. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm pissed. I'm livid. Yeah. And I can't. This whole thing, is just, it's insane. I can't. And none of it makes sense. Right. None of it makes sense. Why? 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 That That's 100%. Why? Why? To all of it. it. right? It just all sounds like a lie. And I don't understand why. <laughs> well, this was horrible. This destroyed me in a way that I will probably have to take a week to recover from. <laughs> Well, we'll be back here next week recording again.
1: Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. Um, let us know what you think. Like, what theory <sighs> yeah. do you think makes the most sense? Um, yeah, I mean, there's so much information about this case. I mean, I barely scratched the surface.
0: You barely scratched the surface. There is so
1: much information out there.
0: I just I I would be really interested too. you know, somebody who's like really into this case, just like a local. Yeah. Locals. Someone from Ledor. That would actually
1: be really interesting if someone from Ledor um, who was involved in the searches and stuff knew anything
0: about it. That'd be interesting. But no, what do you what do people think happened to this poor little boy? Yeah. So sad. He was so, so cute. There's
1: no trace of him. And you know, I have to actually have to mention one more thing because people are going to get mad if I don't. In the searches, they actually did find the remains of a young child in the woods. It was not him. It was identified okay. as not him. Um and that's kind of I didn't mention it because
0: That's still psycho. Yeah. That's still weird that they found a different little boy like child's remains. But Sorry. But- yeah people losing child- children left and right
1: or there's a child trafficking ring in Ledor
0: it that honestly okay this is, sounds really bad because i i know utah is really bad for like traffic, like sex trafficking or whatever
1: yeah because of all the colleges and the young adults yeah. there yeah
0: so even just going a little north pretty far north i mean Because the trafficking
1: is the most concentrated in Salt Lake City and Orem and Ogden. Yeah. Because that's where all the young adults are. As you move outward from those major cities, it's more older families.
0: Yeah, but to still find some sex trafficking thing around that area, I feel like it's really... I wouldn't be surprised. Sadly, I wouldn't be surprised.
1: I would like to think that this is not a sex trafficking instance. It's a more of a child trafficking
0: instance. Child trafficking is just as worse.
1: <laughs> but it's not inherently sexual. It's just, what if he ended up with a family who couldn't adopt otherwise? Like, they couldn't afford it. So.
0: You know what? I'm going to hope for the best and hope that's actually the case. That would be nice,
1: but no one knows. Um... If you have any ideas about, like, if you have any information about July 9th and 10th, 2015, if you were in the area, if you saw anything, they are still actively investigating this. So please call 1-800-THE-LOST.
0: Yeah, please do. And thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks so much. This roller coaster of a journey.
1: And so, yeah heavy 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 please continue to subscribe and rate review we had a really nice review on facebook the other day
0: we did we did
1: and please share us with your friends please share us with everybody if you have any suggestions for cases you would like us to cover, feel free to email us or message us. Yeah. Our email is alternativeinterestpodcast at gmail.com. You can also message us on Instagram. We're alternativeinterestpodcast. And we would just really love to hear if you guys have any ideas. Yeah, so.
0: definitely. Or just ideas in, in general, because we are alternative interests. <laughs> <laughs> There's something for everybody. We hope there is. At least the weird people. At least the weird people. Yep. People. Popal. 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 I said people funny. Sorry. Okay.
1: We'll see you next time, guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye.